Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Ausbiz Live from our Brangaroo studios. You've tuned in to the call. Ten stocks picked by you. I had a stock of the day and I'll put those stocks to our two experts on this panel. We do it all in one hour. It's Tuesday, the 25th of October. Let's bring in the team. Johnny Minow, Rudy Philippic Van Dyke from FN Arena, and Mark Morland from Team Invest. Hello to you both. Hello, Crushy. Clients over the moon. What a great month October is turning into B after up 9%, up the best week on the market last week since June. Yeah, Rudy's smiling. You happy, Rudy? One, one thing that hasn't, hasn't uh, gone away is the volatility. Right. Uh, almost every day you look at the market like, oh, another 1%. Either, <laughs> either up or down. Oh, I know. Yeah. Is that the scary bit? That's the scary bit. Yeah. That, that keeps people away. Yeah. It, it, it probably shouldn't be scary. I mean, if you're a day trader, it's scary. Yeah. Uh, or a short term. If you're a long term investor, it, it, it oh. should be noise. Because what's happening is, and I agree with Rudy, I think the volatility is going to continue. Right. Because we've got so much that's wrong yeah. uh, in, the, in the world that why would it be stable? Why would, you, why would you expect anything else other than volatility? And it's running on the news cycle and anything, anything is grabbed onto as being a reason for whatever's happened in the market on that day. Right. So, okay. So usually we have a Santa rally going up to Christmas. We're not there yet. We're not there close. <laughs> it's the end of October. It's November next week. Uh. Yeah. Rudy, or, I, I, or do you I, still I, not even trust that? No, no, I'd be inclined. I was skeptical previously. I'm inclined to think that we might have a central rally this year. And the reason for that is that we, um, we will probably see uh, the Federal Reserve raising by another 75 basis points. Yep. And, and, and then the expectation is that we are getting closer to the end of that race. Right. And the other thing is, is that so the market's um, looking beyond that now. Yes, and, yep. and I think the other thing is, is uh, and we'll, we'll have to see over the next two weeks or so. But it would appear that uh, earnings results in Australia and in the U.S. are a little bit more resilient than than the market mm. was concerned about. I mean, there's still downgrades happening on a yeah. daily basis, but I think overall, I think it's 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 more resilient. And then and that's I mean, and and the fact that um, if you look purely from the outside. The market is trading at a, at a very low PE at the moment, right. and and that and, and and over the past decade we only had two two years where the PE was as low as now. Yeah. Even with questions about what 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 the, mm. what the real okay. PE is, I think there's there's an argument to be made that we might have a a, a good end into the year. But then of course we will start asking questions again in 2023. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you agree with that, Mark? <laughs> maybe the market's now I, looking I, I beyond think, the I think thing. I think that's quite pos- quite possible. And I think the uh, I think we are likely to have a Santa rally, right? Uh, because as uh, Rudy said, a lot of there's a lot of uh, good companies that are actually reasonable now. <laughs> there's not a lot that I'd say I wouldn't call cheap, and we, there's a couple yeah. that on our list today where they're, they're definitely not cheap, but there's good businesses out there. And interest, it, a lot of it is going to depend on what happens with interest rates, of course. But mm. if they start if it start tempering it a bit, 
yeah. just you know don't have to go into reverse. I don't think we're going to have any a pivot anytime soon, but who knows? Mm. Um, then I think the uh, there's a lot of cash out there. Yeah. So people will start buying again, I think. Yeah. It's quite possible. Okay. Um, so it could be a good time to buy. I mean, selectively, I would say it's a good time to buy. Personally, I've got quite a lot of cash at the moment, and I'm just sitting here looking at it. Oh. So Jordan DeGlock. I haven't been doing anything. <laughs> what percentage so in cash? 30, bit over 30. 30%. <laughs> Rudy? Yeah. A little bit more because I'm collecting the dividends. Yeah. <laughs> ah, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, fair enough. Um, yeah. Talking stocks, the five this half hour, we got our run the ruler over. Novanex, Chalice Mining. Lend Lease, Hastings Technology Metals and Pinnacle Investment Management. But Rudy talked about sort of earnings, earnings mm. stacking up, not mm. as bad as all. Ampol, stock of the day today, says it's on track to deliver record full year earnings with Australian quarterly sales growing 20% um, and, um, and selling 3.6 billion litres of fuel. It's the highest level since the start of the pandemic. Tight global oil supply, shrinking refining capacity, have powered demand for fuel, bolstering prices of refined products in recent months. Uh, the company's third, uh, third quarter litre refiner margin remained above historical levels, um, $15.46 a barrel. Its convenience retail and Z Energy performed well in the third quarter. What happened to the share price? Down 11% on the day. And a half. What? What the hell is going on, Rudy? You know, what more can Ampol do? Meeting guidance, great margins, and then pal, what are you people doing? I, to ha it, you I, have, a I, I have a suspicion that it's in the forward-looking uh, yeah. element, I think. Um, I mean, I, I haven't had the time. I mean, I, I traveled to the studio. I haven't had the time to have a look at the statement today, but my suspicion is uh, previously, there were some question marks about the sustainability of these high margins. Yep. So I have a suspicion that that's probably one of the elements that management might, or might have guided towards, like, I mean, we don't think right. these, these margins are sustainable. Margins are, investors tend to underestimate it, but margins are incredibly important. I mean, yeah. they basically decide what your profitability is for the, for the year ahead. It's not just the top line, right? Um, so I don't know the detail, but I, I'm, I'm, I have a suspicion that that is the... What do you think of Ampol? Because when they talk about margins <coughs> and yeah. record margins, you know, some people would use a really unkind term like they're they're gouging us at the pump. And they are. We know that. And that's probably the problem because obviously the suspicion is always that they can do it for a while, yeah. but there will always be a payback for that at some stage, you, right. would, you would assume. Okay. Um, yeah. and, there is, and there is a lot of... Um, Skepticism about the consumer was so. What would you do? You like Ampol? You know, that's a big thump down. Yes, I know. It's not my type of company, no. but I can see the attraction that it's all else being equal. It 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 does pay you a a, a good dividend, right. and has over the years. It it's it's not a spectacular performer at 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 any stage, and it is to a very large extent dependent on what basically the margin is that comes from Singapore. Right. Right. Um, but um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming not, that not for me, but I'm assuming if you own it, you, you would keep it here because the dividend is still there. Okay. So I hold. No? Uh, yeah, I agree with all that. I think I speculate that the reason the um, share price dropped so much today is the, sell the, buy the sellers outweighed the buyers, outnumbered the buyers, <laughs> and maybe it's people take getting out of the stock. You know, so uh -huh. they, um, I mean, there's, there's right. logically, there's some logic in that. 
Because um, it's not, not a, a shorted stop much, is it? So there wasn't no. any short covering to push not it up. Not, I don't know, really, man. Oh, I, 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 I haven't looked, but there, there is some shorting in there, but I'm not so sure whether that's uh, yeah. of an influence okay. today. See, the problem is, if you go back, if you look at the history of Ampol, it's been a very mediocre performance. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. That's the problem. So right. it's got a history of not looking good very often. Right. And then they went from a loss of 14 cents a share in 2020. So it, it dropped for three years, from 18 down to 20 negative earnings growth. That's right. because you went in lockdown. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but petrol, yeah, people, yeah true. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We'll give them a break, give them, give them a pass. <laughs> and then it's bounced back to like a record now that's way higher than they've had yep. in the last decade. So that's a one-off at the moment. Right. So their, their net margin is 2.7%. Yeah, yeah, their wow. profit margin yeah, yeah. already was yeah. talking about. It's yeah. a very low margin business and it's right. a volume business. Now, it's not going away yeah. anytime soon unless you want to bring in an electric argument. Yeah. But I think yeah. that's a, still, it's that, there, that but it's come. a factor. Yeah. Um, we're showing it returning a negative 4% a year based on our methodologies you know, going yeah. forward. Now that hasn't taken in that 11% increase, so that might drop it a little bit, but it'll still be negative. Right. Because we work on six years. We don't, yeah. you know, one, one good year does not mean that's now the new norm. Yep. yep. So we wouldn't look at it. Okay. But you saw it while you were talking, you saw they showed the, the chart on television, and it basically it's gone sideways. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It moves it's, every it's, day. It's paying 4.8 a long year. It's a long term. Yeah, to read his, uh, it's, it's a long term. Right. Which is not bad. Sideways not move. Bad. Okay. Right. But more I, I agree that if you have so, it, if you got it already, maybe you keep it. So you own it for the dividends. Okay. All right, our first stock uh, today, let's um, take a look. Jane wants a view, uh, Rudy, on Novanix, the battery materials and technology group. Um, you know, uh, you think Ampol got thumped today. Yesterday, Novanix share price up 16%. It's up 31% since this time last week when it announced that um, it was in negotiations to be part of this US Department of wow. Energy. Yeah, that chart gives you the story. Uh, <laughs> it, it all looks very spectacular in, on the day, yeah. but if you take a long-term view, it hardly registers. And that is, I guess, um, where the, the uh, different horses for different courses comes yep. in in the share market. Um, I'm not a big fan. Uh, I mean, we all all listed companies have a have a story to tell. Uh, this one is obviously hooked into the. We're all going to go electric and we need new battery technology, blah, blah, blah. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a very young business model. Um, profitability is not even on the horizon. Uh, losses have, have only, so far, have only accumulated year after year. And actually, were, yep. from memory, were actually uh, quite large last 71 year. 71 million last year. And there you go. Um, but so they're negotiating a $240 million grant yeah. with the U.S. Department of Energy it's to build it's a facility in the U.S. Yes, it's going um, to help them, but it's, it's still a little... That, that doesn't mean there's a profit there. No, exactly. Because the $200 million will be probably what it'll cost to build. Yeah. And then they've got to make it work. And then are they going to be able to turn this into a profit? But at the moment, their losses have been accelerating very strongly. They've gone there like right. 5, 20, 30, no, 70 exactly. going exactly. down. Um, and it's about a 1.4 yeah. billion market cap company. So, okay, at the start of the year, it was $10.69. Well, that's what market sentiment and, and yeah. the story of the times does. does man. And of course, when, it's, when then the, the, the bond yield story comes to the fore, then those companies have to be derated, and that's the other result. Right. Um, I mean, for me, there is, there is not enough tangible anything to put a valuation on that stock. 
Mm -hmm. Because it's heavy loss making, yes, it wins the ground. It is it's it's so called in the future technology mm. sector. So so the sentiment is the market narrative is there. Well, the, but Euro, the US government is saying. Yeah, but again, Mark is correct. They they will have to spend that money. It's not. Uh, it's probably that more. Not the the two hundred is probably a contribution. Yeah, they're probably not saying we'll pay yes. for the whole thing. I bet you it's no. a yeah, 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 payment. Yeah. I am I'm with you. <laughs> So it doesn't, it doesn't race, fundamentally race, change really. the story. It's a positive, but yeah, it doesn't yeah. fundamentally change the story. Okay. This could end up being a big capital raise. Right. So you get the 200 million from the US and they have to raise 500 or something. Right. Okay. Okay. But they then become a market leader. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> all right. That's why it's called speculation. Yeah. Oh, gee, you're too grumpy about this, aren't you? Okay, so I know from I both wanna, of you. I want to sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> That's a point. That's a very good point, actually. All right, uh, our next stock, um, Alice uh, wants a view, Mark, on Chalice Mining, the big precious and base metal group. They're uh, into uh, nickel and copper and a bit of gold as well. Projects all around the place. Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> 1.7 bill market cap, uh, accelerating losses, 65 million last year. Accelerating losses as well. So these, these, these companies are- Remind, remind me, nil revenue? No revenue. There you go. Yeah. So no revenue, and we've got. I think. I think there's ten years. No, they're not producing. Two thousand thirty. They're think not they're producing. They're not producing. No. Um, so there's no no revenue, and they've had a long time already, and they're they're burning at thirty seven percent of their capital per year, effectively. Wow. At the moment, which if you look at the uh, shares outstanding, they've been growing. They've gone from two sixty six million up to three seventy one over the last three years. Um, so they're issuing shares to yeah. obviously keep going. Fund it all. They've, uh, been at, they've been at ten dollars though. Look. Yeah, yeah. Ten dollars <laughs> this time last year <coughs> as well. Mm. Mm. So how do you value it? Yeah. Okay. I'm the same. I mean, it's in, it's in the ground. Yeah. It's, it's not even out of the ground. No. And um, I don't know how to re value those resources. They're, that's a very specialised thing if you want to get into that. But I'm still even if you had that. I'm, let's say their resources are fabulous. Yeah. Why can't they turn that into money? Because it's not coming out of the ground yet. Why? <laughs> because the operation is not is not operating okay, yet. Okay. <laughs> right. But they've got so many projects here. Yeah. No. Well, more projects uh, doesn't no. make it better, does no. it? Chelimar, Pyramid Hill, Go, uh, Hawkston, Nickel. No. So, by the way, has they got too many? Some of these companies don't want to produce because as long yeah. as they keep the like, look what we've got. We've got all these new prospects. People go, oh yeah, 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 and we bid the share price. Up. Once money. they start producing, now you have P ratios and earnings, and oh, that's hard. Hard right, work. Right, so often yeah. these companies, once they get to a production stage, get revalued way, way down once they start producing because all the froth disappears. Because also all of a sudden you get problems. That mm. Things don't, don't live up to Mine's name plan expansion. Exactly. Think Gold like. price goes down. So it's right. the, only, the only reason why, why companies like this are popular is because investors, they, they separate the share price, which is listed, from basically what's behind it. Right? Right. And it moves every day, of course. And, and as you see in, 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 the, in the example of Novonex, it can move a lot. Right? Yeah. But as an investor, you would, you, would, you would really question that. If someone comes to you and says, like, I have a few holes in the ground, uh, do you want to give me money? You probably go like, maybe go with the neighbor, because I'm not giving yeah. you any money. But because it's a share price, we, we, we get interested. But for me, it's... No, but anyone looking at this, if you're an investor and wanted yes. to explore it, you'd say, gee, there are a lot of projects. At least one of them or two of them would have to come off. Yeah, but they, they would they be not got yeah, all their yeah, money. But, but, then, but then it comes to they probably need money to get that, to get that going. Right, for each of them. Yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't come for, for that okay. money. All right. They need capital. Alice, 
There the, you go. These guys have a nice word for it. It's called capital killers. Yeah, yeah. it's good, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Rudy. <laughs> All right, Alice, it's a capital killer and a void. All right, I, uh, <clears throat> uh, a business, I don't know whether it's a capital killer or not, but it's a real business. And, yeah. Uh, uh, that is uh, Lend Lease, and Jacob wants a view on this, Rudy. It's in property development, investing, and construction um, right around the world. Does big projects like the Melbourne Metro project, which has years to come. Um, what do you think of well, Lend Lease? It has slimmed down a bit oh, recently, you, hasn't you, it? They've re engineered you're, you're, you're being very kind to them. <laughs> I just used capital. That's the type of person these, I am. these guys I can call. Koala killers. That's 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 a, a big no-no for the ESG marks there. Um, <clears throat> in a very simplistic format, if you look at all the financial metrics for what happened over the past decade or so, they're all trending downwards, if not being negative. And I remember, you might remember Kochi. I remember coming to Australia and Lentley's at the time. Yep, Dick Dusseldorf. One, 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 one of these success stories yep. locally. Yep. It's uh, it's it, it's but sold off its 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 uh, fund management business to the National Australia Bank, yeah, and it went on conquering the world essentially, yep. and uh, that hasn't worked out, and and somewhere along the way they basically lost their way, and uh, you once upon a time I, I regarded it as a high quality company I wouldn't include. Didn't get them too now. big, bit like AMP. No, it just, like it just right. exactly it just lost its way. Yeah. You know what I mean and. Um, it just didn't work out, and and they now I mean, have to bend the rules and take on projects which, which they probably wouldn't even want to do. Um, they've lost. They've, they've had to sell uh, sell assets, and, and 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 at the end of the day, it has become an incredibly lumpy business. Yeah. And and as I said earlier, all the financial metrics from return on equity, return on projects, uh, margins, you name it, everything is has only turned down yeah. over the time. And I think it's, it's, I mean, I don't want to be too harsh on them, but uh, <laughs> D-O-D-O-D. -O -O you've you've gone your best so far. D-O-G <laughs> comes to mind. D-O-G, yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, so, yeah, man, I, I wouldn't go well, there. Now, building on that. Yeah. <laughs> it's all absolutely true. Pile of pool. <laughs> <laughs> the P ratio at the moment is 67. So, and why is that? That's, that's yeah, no, why it's because the earnings that's have because collapsed. It's because it's so lumpy. Yeah, and the yeah. earnings have collapsed. So basically uh, uh. what the people are doing is they're hoping, you know, the people have paid, it probably bought it when it was P of 15 or something. Exactly. It's yeah. now, so they're holding on. Now, what does that tell you? As an investor, unless you believe that now, suddenly Lend-Lease is going to reverse this decade of woes. Yes. Yeah. And there's no sign of it, by the way. No. Like, it's no. entrenched. Yeah. Everything, everything is yeah. going down. Yeah. This yeah. is an absolute capital killer. Yeah. And because the PE is so high, I put this as an absolute sell. Right. You take the money while, while it's still on yeah. a high PE. I would think the PE is so high because it's so lumpy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People sure, think sure. it's on but stage. It's, but, but anyway. I mean, yes. It doesn't change the fact that it, it's a it, DOG. It, it makes it very, very difficult to forecast. And, and if, if history is any guide, it's, it's in a slump. Okay. I, as a, well, I, I'll say a cup reporter, so to be kind to myself. Uh, I used to go to the Lend-Lease AGM. Lend-Lease started by Dick Dusseldorf building a block of flats in Sydney and it just grew yeah. and it built shopping centres. It was a good operator. Uh, Australia Square. Like the Lowy's with Whistler like, Holdings. Yeah, yeah. Iconic buildings and yeah. you go to the AGM and the same old ladies that bought the apartments in the blo original block of flats 
would come to the AGM and Dick would go and have a cup of tea <laughs> yeah, with him. Nice. And a, it was so well done. Stuart Hornery was yeah. Yeah. the successor, great operator yeah. as well. Yeah. But, but somewhere in between. It's, it's a really yeah. good example, though, of how significant the CEO is. Yes. You know, in, in, and in that the success a of a business. That was a founder and CEO. And a founder, founder even better. Yeah, yeah. But a good founder CEO who's really effective is invaluable. Yep. And, you, yep. and people assume when they go, oh, it'll be okay because they've got these other, they've got plenty, they've got a good bench. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. work like that. It could be lucky. It can, can work like Microsoft. You know, that's a good example where they, made a comeback, uh, yeah. they've, they've, they've come back with uh, Sachin, whatever his name is. Uh, you know, he's yeah. been really good. Yep. Yep. Uh, and Apple as well. Yes. But there's, yep. a, there's yeah. thousands that haven't. Yeah. Yeah. IBM hasn't, for no, example. Never. So you have to be careful with, with, with I mean, when those companies that are, that are arguably seen as very high quality and trade on premiums and have a very good uh, track record, you have to be careful when they, when they lose their way because um, we, te- we tend, as investors, we tend to hang on to the past too much. Right, okay. All right, uh, Hugo wants a view, Mark, on Hastings Technology Metals, the big uh, rare earths explorer and, uh, and producer in the Gascoigne region of WA, right. uh, Zircon. And you have to say something different than... than Well, they've got no sales, no earnings, so they're not a producer. Right. They're a would-be producer, so that's an important distinction. Aspiring. Aspiring producer, well said. So they've got nine years of not not turning this business into something that's making any money. So um, uh, loss last year was 9.4 million, and the uh, market cap is 376. So the loss is not that big as in it's smaller than the losses we've been looking at with these other companies. Yeah. And, and I don't know anything about the business, so perhaps it's getting to the stage now where it's actually about to start producing. I don't know whether Rudy really knows anything, but we would never look at it because to us this is pre-earnings, right. it's a speculative company from our point of view, so I don't spend time on it. So right. I don't know any nuance. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't make me anything different. because. So they uh, said something in June. <laughs> right, <Yes. laughs> that the market like. <laughs> and well, I think they again got caught up in this yeah. whole strategic asset uh, yes. type, uh, yes. which is getting so, funding so, from governments so, around so, the world. So they have the narrative, and, and if you look at commodities this year, there was, there was a, a pronounced difference between, uh, on one side, uh, copper, aluminium, nickel, which are, are down a lot for the year and, yeah. and, and pot- potentially uh, suffering more when, when recessions arrive next year. But then you have the other sections, natural gas, metallurgical coal, lithium, rare earths, where investors are basically banking on the fact that um, those sectors will be insulated from, from any economic weakness. Yep. And, and so they have the narrative with them. But um, without even the slightest of sales, it, it predominantly is a, is, a, is a market sentiment thing. Yep. I mean, a market sentiment can really work both ways, as we all know. Yeah. So I personally, for at the, on a risk-adjusted basis, have a punt, but man, don't right. do it with me involved. Not for you. Okay. <laughs> for All right. Uh, let's go something a bit more mm-hmm. traditional. And Penny wants a view on Pinnacle Investment Management. Hmm. Really? Yes. Yeah. It's probably one of the. Um, let me see which which terms I'm going to use. It's definitely one of the better performing fund managers in Australia. It has been pulled back uh, for two reasons. Uh, a uh, the industry is, uh, <coughs> has retreated a lot. Yep. Um, if you look at uh, not even Magellan, but even Perpetual, Pendle, you name it. I mean, the share prices uh, are all offering high yields because share prices have come off a lot. Yep. Um, this, has, this has been pulled back because the rest of the sector has been pulled back. The other, the other element, of course, is um, they have a variety of, 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 of funds under, the, under their 
under their wings, and some of them are um, oriented on, on a growth strategy, and growth stocks this year have been absolutely clobbered. Mm. Um, uh, so those are two elements have, have weighed on the share price. Uh, I'm, not, I'm usually not a big fan of fund managers, um, but um, if, if I were to consider, I might consider this one, because wow. it has pulled back so much. Um, you would think that um, on the premise, of course, that, that these equities at some stage get out of their bear market phase, mm. um, that this is probably a not too bad position to start off on. Because investment managers make money with the amount of funds under management yes. and, and the increases. The, yeah. Yes. Uh, but with the market going down, it shrinks so when it turns yeah. around. It, you, get, you get the double it's whammy. It's a bit like, a, bit like a leverage bet on the market. It is, yeah. essentially, yes. Yeah, yeah. It is, essentially, yes. Yeah. And these guys also have a specific dividend-oriented strategies and things right. like that. So okay. there's a whole variety <coughs> in there. Uh, and I think it's probably one of, one of, one of the better ones, for, the right. for, 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 for lack of a better word. So would you have it a buy or just? When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. You're not interested in the sector, but if you've I'm got hold it, but I would definitely hold it here, yes, right? Because okay. you, you, you will. I don't know what the yields at the moment, but you will get a nice, yeah, nice yield from them. Yeah. Okay. Four point two. There you go. Mm. They pay out. They pay out eighty-eight percent. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yep. Mark, what do you think? Yep. This is the um, first decent company, really. We've looked at it. Yeah. <laughs> Today. Uh, it's definitely been a team invest. Well, actually, makes a profit. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a shareholder. Oh well, there you right. go. Uh, happy shareholder. Um, it's. Uh, we've been invested in it probably about five or six years. Hmm. Yeah, so we got a good run up. It's actually done brilliantly well. Uh, we really like this business for a few, few reasons. And building on, building on what Rudy said, they have uh, affiliates. I think there's 16 affiliates <coughs> at the moment. Excuse no, me. affiliate is a fund that they own part of. So the biggest one, one of the, well, the biggest one's Hyperion. And then the other one they bought in is uh, Joy, uh, what's his that? Joy, uh, Christopher Joy's um, ah, yes. uh, fund. That's called, what's that called? You know? Anyway, but they also have Plato, you know? Hmm? Plato. Plato. Yeah. Not sure about that one. Right. Anyway, so what they do though, and I really like this model, yeah. is they take a minority stake because they don't want to manage the fund, um, mm. and it gives the it gives the owners of the fund who are all founders uh, the ability to take some money out mm. um, and get some yeah. cash out, but they're still staying on and running it. And then Pinnacle provide all of the back end management, all the mm. things that are a pain in the ass for the fund manager to do. Audits, right. all that So they're fund manager administrators. Yeah, exactly. And then the more important part of it though is they have a very efficient and effective marketing operation. So like Magellan, Magellan is a very good one as well. They have the uh, account managers who have relationships with all the allocators. So this is all the big funds and the people who would put money into the mm. subsidiaries, into the mm. affiliates. Mm. So they then provide sales and marketing. I know when Christopher Joy sold Cooler Bar. Cooler Bar, that's yeah. I think they doubled it from, I think it was, don't quote me on the numbers, but I think mm. it was like one billion that went to two billion mm. <clears throat> within two years through their efforts mm. of marketing mm. it. Now, marketing is the biggest challenge yeah, that small funds have. 
Pinnacle are really good at that. So I like this this model because then they have reliable income, which is all the back end stuff. They get that for yep. sure. Mm. Their real performance is then based on the, how well the funds do, but they've got 16 of them. Mm. So it's a significant diversification. And some of them are in real estate and other things. They're not all mm. straight equity funds. I think they've got debt ones. And they're also expanding overseas. Yep. So they're using that model to do the same sort of deals on an international market. Okay. So all of that's great. And the share price has come back and it needed to because it was on a ridiculously high PE. <clears throat> and the PE uh, before Magellan Woe started, which I think, let's call that the trigger for the funds management industry being re-rated. Mm. Yeah. I think that's fair. Mm. Um, their PE, their PE at, the, at the high, uh, just find it, sorry, PPPP, um, was, uh, uh, where are we, here, uh, probably 30 uh, 50, so it peaked 50? at 50 wow. in 219, and mm. it was right up there in the 40s and 50s, that's a mm. lot. Now, the way to look at that is, what's a fair um, P/E ratio for a company like this? What are their, what's their earnings growth? And their earnings growth over the last six years has averaged 38%. So their EPS has been growing at 38% year, which is spectacular. Yeah, but Hyperion, That's would, a uh, Hyperion would be one of them. Yeah, Hyperion was a significant part of that because it was also yeah. their biggest fund. Yeah. Uh, with high stability. So you've got to like that. This is yeah, Team Invest being here. Yeah, we yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. Now, now the, if you look at that, it hasn't actually come off. Now, they did have... With the market coming down, their funds under management went down a bit, but they didn't actually lose funds and they actually gained funds. Right. So at the same time that uh, Magellan was had money pouring out the door, some of it, arguably, Pretty was much, going yeah. to yeah. these yeah. guys. Right. So they actually grew through that. So there was no, sim no symptoms that we saw mm. to say that their business model had any problems at all. Okay. Now, where the PE is now, it's now on 21. But 21 PE on a 38% EPS growth is actually quite cheap. The question is, over the next five years, can Pinnacle continue growing at 38? If they can, it's an absolute buy. Yeah. Right. But if you, then you discount it and say, well, yeah. what do you think? Yeah. So, so well, 15 or something. Probably not. You come up with a number, but it's, it's not expensive yeah. based on it, how good its growth is. Yeah. Um, the sales, which is funds coming in, have been growing at 23%. So you'd have it as a buy yeah. at these yeah. levels. But, it, but it's still, it's not cheap, cheap, but it's in the green for us, yeah. which is the bottom quartile of its PE range, of its normal okay. PE range. So this is a company, because it is a quality company, mm. it, it's had a higher PE range than um, most of the other fund managers, which I'd say that it's justified, by the yep. way. Good companies nev never become really, really no. cheap. So is it really cheap now? It, I think it's Probably relatively not. cheap. Yeah. Yep. And I would say, I'll, I'll say it's a buy. Okay. There you go. All right. So uh, because uh, today. Uh, they're good at marketing. Imagine working in Magellan's marketing. Team at the moment. That would be the toughest gig around, I reckon. No, the, tough, no. the toughest gig is, is if you have to take care of the of the investors. You don't want to pick up the phone now. Oh, no. <laughs> customer, customer support. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Let's recap the first five stocks um, for the call today, including Stock of the Day, Ampol as a whole, from Rudy a no, from, uh, from Mark Novinix a no, from both Chalice a no, from both um, Lendlease a no, from Rudy a sell, from... Um, from Mark, uh, Hastings a no from both, and Pinnacle a hold from Rudy, and a buy from Mark. Uh, here on the call, we're tracking our own high conviction <coughs> fantasy growth fund, which is picked by our investment committee. Uh, the uh, October committee meeting is live on the platform at the moment. You can see it at osbiz.com. Uh, let's see how the portfolio's g going. Uh, at the October meeting, um, they removed Ardent Leisure, Babcorp was trimmed uh, and that was added to Sol Pattinson, Incitec Pivot was trimmed as well and uh, Seek was added to the portfolio with its 
uh, waiting funded by the Arden Leisure Sale and the Incitec Pivot uh, trimming. Uh, since the 1st of March, the portfolio on a cumulative basis is up 1.8%. Keep sending in your requests to the call, of course, because they're the first filter for the stocks to get to the committee. At CMC, we've been in the game for a while, and although a lot of things have changed, our mentality hasn't. We aim to give experienced traders the best trading experience, like our expert platform with its second-to-none trading tools, plus our pricing is completely transparent. That's why people who've been trading for a long time stay with us for a long time. So if you're serious about trading, switch to the market leader trusted for over 30 years. Trade CFDs your way at cmcmarkets.com. You don't own underlying assets. Consider relevant PDS and TMD or information memorandum for CMC Pro accounts at our website. Uh, this half hour, we're going to take a look at Babcorp, uh, Bezra Gold, uh, Lake Resources, ResMed, and Orica. Uh, Courtney wants a view on Babcorp, uh, Rudy, the one of the largest automotive spare parts and accessories groups in Australia and New Zealand. Auto Pro, Auto Barn are the big retail brands. The largest. The largest. And the best managed. And uh, good and management. I've, I've been a. Well, management is gone now. Uh, unfortunately, they had to they had to separate from the CEO um, a while ago. Um, <coughs> since listing, um, I, I was a big big fan of uh, of Babcor. Um, I always used to say this is one of the most resilient business models on the share market. Mm. Um, unfortunately, it's still a relatively small cap because otherwise, it, for a while at least, it would have been um, more appreciated. Um, I think there's a few things happening now. Um, one is they still have a resilient business model, but there now are more and more question marks about that business model. Um, they, they, they probably have to scale back their expansion in Asia for a while as well. Uh, the CEO has disappeared. That always um, was a little bit acrimonious how it happened. Uh, that was for me at the time the sign to, to, to sell. And I'm, oh, I'm no you sold on the back of I'm, the CEO I, I, leaving. I, I, I right. did, yes. Um, <coughs> and the big question mark um, is what's, what's going to happen with this business if, if, the, if electrical vehicles do take off in Australia, which mm. one would have to assume that's going to happen at some stage. You still need parts though, don't you? No, electric vehicles need, need yeah, a lot, a lot less, like yeah, a lot yeah, yeah, less. Yeah, five, five or something. Yeah. <laughs> and that is that is basically that's your problem. I mean, yeah. Australia has one of the oldest vehicle fleets in the world running here, and 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 exhaust pipes that are, I mean, not up to the standard of the Europeans and all of that. It's all in the, to the advantage of Babcor. Right. But uh, I suspect I suspect what's going to happen here is is a is a aristocrat leisure. Uh, effect where because of ESG concerns the PE will never go really really high right but um, that that hasn't uh, stopped aristocrat leisure to be a very good uh, investment for a lot of mm. people um, mm. in Babcor's case there will now I think there's now a permanent discount on the price um, which means they have, a, they have an automatic headwind to to create a lot of value for shareholders right. I think if you take a look good at, at the chart it's probably going sideways Right. and has been for a very long time. Um, I think there are question marks. See, that's, 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 that's a big yeah. sideways move for quite a while now. Um, yes, they will pay their dividends. Yes, there are questions about, about cost inflation and, and the, mar the margins. Um, the new CEO has, has so far done all the right things, but I, for me, in a market where, where <coughs> 80 or 90% of the shares have all been pared back 
significantly mm. on, on, on the concerns of, of a recession next year and, and rising bond yields, I think there's a lot more, less risky opportunities with, right. with a much better out multi-year outlook, I think, than, uh, okay. than Babcock. Not for you. Mm. He's gonna tell. He's gonna tell us he's a shareholder. No, <laughs> I could tell you a horrible story about where I invested in an automotive parts private company, which was competing with these guys. Yes, it sounded really good, and then we the CEO yeah. that yes. went. We got a new one who then just yeah. blew the business up. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it went to okay. zero. Yeah. So yeah. even a business like this, which you would think this is a straightforward, easy business, you can stuff it up. It's not. Yeah. with management. Yeah. That's, what, that's the lesson I learned. It's all about yeah. distribution. Um, yeah. No, this is this is an interesting business. We have actually done smarts on it, which is our detailed reviews. Yeah. Um, I think it. Pa- I can't remember exactly. I think it passed the last one, but not a lot of enthusiasm yeah. uh, from members. It's a solid business. It's been growing its earnings at about eight percent a year with ninety percent stability. So over the last decade, it's been it's a consistent performer, as you'd expect it to be. This is yeah. They're providing parts. Is, that business isn't going away anytime soon. Um, the long-term outlook with electric vehicles. When will that start affecting? the installed base of cars. Like when do they get uh, phased out? It was probably 20 years away, I don't know, but mm. it's, it's, not, it's not in the in our investment time frame. I think Reedy's comment that maybe Babcock will have a permanent lower PE because of that could, could well be true. Mm. And that's not a bad thing necessarily, because if you, if it, if, as long as it's not going south, so if you buy it at a low PE and yeah. it stays at a low PE and you get a good dividend, that can be great. That's what yeah. that's so that, that, that doesn't mean it's not a good investment. Um, having said that, the PE at the moment is um, 16 which is, um, look, on a growth rate of 8% is okay, but it's not low, low. And that's in their bottom quartile at the mm. moment as well. So, um, and they pass all our filters except for return on capital, which is, is 1% under, so it's not much. We're showing it returning about um, 6.8% a year if you bought it today on a margin of safety and about 16% a year on our default. That assumes they continue doing what they're doing. The new CEO works out okay. And, and, and they just keep going, it's not right. bad. So it's a range, per se, between 6 and 16 would be our range of what you should get. So it's not bad. Yeah. Uh, but we just didn't get into it. No, I don't know if anyone bought it. Right. So I didn't, but, it, but we sort of, there was nothing wrong with it. Right, so it passes all your filters, yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah, it'll yeah. be a buy from... Well, I, no, I wouldn't say it's a buy, but, but look, it, you could buy it. If you're in it. It's a, not a bad, if the, look, everything we've looked at today, this is like, compare, except <laughs> for Pinnacle, right. uh, this is the best one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, we got a few come, <laughs> coming up that look all right. Yeah, so, yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure when it's going to outperform Ampol, by the way, but maybe. Well, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Ampol might do better. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. So, <laughs> a hold from you? Um, yeah. If you're yeah, in yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely will sell. Right. I don't think. Okay. So all right. No, no reason now to sell it, I don't think. Okay. Well, our next one, um, which okay. Emily wants a view on. Uh, I'll go to Rudy first because I think I already know Mark's answer. I think I know Rudy's too. Uh, Bezra Gold, a gold mining uh, exploration company based in East Malaysia. Well, since you, know, since you know my answer, come on, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I think the risk reward trade off would be a no one. There are better opportunities. This, this one, again, see, I always. I think the, mo- the most difficult thing for people, for investors to understand is, is the risk reward, okay, like yeah. the, yeah. the, the, the yeah, risks yeah. that are involved. This, this, yes, okay, we're, we're in the gold sector. The gold sector has been um, underperformed this year, yeah. disappointed many, and is, 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 is out of favor, I mean. Yes, that is, if, you, if you're an investor in commodities, that's usually when you understand, oh, now, now I have to have a look, because yeah. it's better to buy them when they're out of favor, right? But that means, 
every gold producer plus every developer, every explorer that has gold label attached to it is now down for the year and is yep. somewhere at the beaten down level. Why go for 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 little piddly little little putter that 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 has a eleven eleven yeah wow. right that's exactly why would you then go wh where is your where is your advantage there yeah. there are larger players who have an established business revenue yeah. profits yeah. operations and a dividend yield and some of them might even pay out their dividends in gold. Yeah. So where, where's your problem? <laughs> <laughs> where's right. your problem? So yeah, yeah. I, I would say the same thing as I said with, with uh, some of the other ones. There are much less risky opportunities out there and they're cheap too. Yeah. Right? And the yeah. reward is potentially much better. That's a really good point. And as you keep reminding me, Mark, when you, you've only got 20 stocks in your portfolio, well, you Why can have more, you but the more you have, you start looking like an ETF, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which you might as well get an ETF if you don't yeah. want to get about 100 stocks. Yeah. Um, I'll add, just adding to that, the, um, they actually had $89 million revenue in 2013, then that collapsed. So then what happened? And then it was, went, 2021, they had $4 million, um, revenue, no right. profits, so it doesn't yeah. make any money. Yeah. But uh, to be a listed company is very expensive. You know, the frictional, all the uh, administrative costs and insurances and auditing and everything else, they'll be spending, I reckon, at least a million a year yeah, just to have been listed. But if you get the shareholders to, to cough yeah, it up. Yeah, I know. But it's, it's, yeah. it's, it, this is, we, we call 100 million small. Yeah. Yes, this is, is 11 yeah. million. Yeah, this yeah. is like private business. Yeah. So purely speculative. If you, <laughs> if you knew all about the resources in Borneo yeah. and you knew that they were about to start, you know, or starting yeah. to uh, develop it, maybe you could say it's a punk. Hmm. But I wouldn't have a clue. Some high-end Sydney, Melbourne and Brisbane houses are worth more than that. Yeah, so some, some CEOs lunch that in an, on an afternoon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, our next talk, still in the resources area, still a uh, explorer. Luke wants a view on Lake Resources, but it's in lithium. Argen that, in Argentina. Right. Well, yes. It could be worse. It could be worse. Yeah. Yes. Argentina is a very important country for lithium. Yeah. <laughs> is it? Yes. Oh, okay. For brine. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, what, what do you think of like? What do I think of it? Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> so, it's so, sort of go back to Rudy because I know his answer. Yeah. Well, he <laughs> does blindsided. No, it's the same no. thing. It, do, it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, yeah. Doesn't have any earnings or sales, so it's pre-revenue. Lithium yeah. is definitely a hot area. Uh, you know what my favourite lithium yes. stock is. Yeah. What's that? Pilbara? No, Min. Min. Oh, <laughs> Min, Min never gets mentioned, by the way, when they talk lithium stocks, because yeah. people tend to want to go for pure play picks. Yeah. Whereas li Min's uh, like in the top three or four in the world yeah. Yeah, yeah, in yeah, lithium. Yeah, yeah. But it never gets mentioned, which well, I find bizarre. And it has big iron ore. In fact, yeah. I was chatting to Chris Ellison about it on yeah. Friday yeah. night oh, in Perth uh, when I was over there for Telethon. And yeah. uh, at least he, with lithium, different to other lithium plays is going to build a processing level into it so you're building he's, an he's extra doing the whole level. chain yeah extra level which you know you wonder why a lot of our other resource companies don't because do they're that. quarries yeah uh, yeah uh, your BHP described themselves as a big earth mover once yeah. and you go well okay but the <laughs> other thing Ellison's doing what we're talking about I mean, is he's got major major gas uh, resources now and he wants that not to sell to the grass grid to fund to to provide energy for all their resources and also for the iron right. to turn it into pellets and so on, which is all energy consumption. Right. Okay. So there's you dimensions on that. Anyway, yeah. not talking about min. Let's talk about like this one. no, you'd so prefer min over this. <laughs> yes. Okay. 
Oh, I, happily, I, I happily agree with, uh, with Mark on that one. Uh, with, yeah. with Lake was all, I think <coughs> if, you, if you spend some time on what companies do and what their legacy is, right? I, I remember the day I was at a, I was, um, at a, at a f function on the morning or on the, on the afternoon when the, the departing CEO has, has, had dumped all his shares on the market and crashed the share price. That was mm -hmm. Lake Resources. Um, one of the stockbrokers in the room assured me and others that uh, there are a lot of shitty companies on the share market that have the lithium label attached to them. I have a strong suspicion that this might be one of them. Right. I mean, um, so you, th th there, is, there is value if you're a serious investor for, for more than, I mean, right. next few days, weeks, months, that you, that you, that you uh, watch the quality and you probably go for Alcom or for yeah. mineral resources in that sector. Because um, why would you go for this for the little yeah. little tiddly non-producing shitty ones where the CEO is so acrimonious yeah. that he dumps his shares and basically screws over all all, all uh, ever, everyone else who is yeah. yeah. in the stock? Right? <coughs> doesn't look great. I mean, he probably uh, doesn't find the job easily again. But it's um, 1.5 right? billion market cap too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's yeah. I mean, they all are yeah. easily. Well, Pilbara had up. a good update this morning as well. Yeah, Pilbara is, 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 is one of them that's it's very is popular. Pilbara in production. Yeah. Yes, they yeah, sell. Yes. They're selling. They have, they have their own network where they basically yeah. sell on okay, a regular basis. Yeah. platform. Yep. All right. Let's get on to something a bit more traditional. Uh, let's go back to Health Tech. Tim wants a view, uh, Mark, on ResMed, the largest respiratory care device company globally, um, and it basically does the sleep apnea masks and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, a, it's without a doubt. It's, a it's been a. Uh, this is an originally Australian company, so it's dual listed in yes. the US, um, and it's definitely one of our success stories. In fact, we've probably been more successful in healthcare globally than anything else. Yeah. We've got CSL, Cochlear, and Resmi. Yep. And I'd go Fisher and Parkland Healthcare, even though they're a New Zealand company. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <coughs> well, they're listed here too, but so don't, they're ours now. Don't forget ProMedicus. And Pro, I, I'm ProMedicus is very much smaller. Yeah. Yeah, but you're yeah, right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Good point. So it's four. So uh, no quality company. Passes all our filters. I'd have a lot of members who are shareholders in it. We, we've often looked at it in conjunction with Fisher and Parkhill uh, Healthcare because they have quite a big overlap. Right. Uh, Fisher and Parkhill has more of a hospital focus. They're about 70% hospitals, 30% uh, CPAP, um, yep. uh, sleep apnea and so on. And ResMed's the other way around. Oh. So they're more consumer, yeah. less hospitals. And they're both trying to get into the other, <laughs> the the other, other ones, ones uh, area. Right. Um, ResMed has gone down the technology route. So it's bought, uh, bought a company called uh, Braintree, I think it was. They've done two big tech acquisitions which give them uh, data on monitoring what they're doing and making it all real time. Now we know um, Apple's sort of doing all this stuff now with the Apple Watches and things too. I mean it's interesting you know, from a technology point of view a lot of this stuff's becoming um, actually accessible to everybody. Yeah, yeah. But anyway they've made it's big investments in the area yeah. and I think as a consequence of that they have uh, they've been given a much higher PE ratio say than uh, Fisher and Paykel. Uh, their earnings are growing at about 14% a year, very high stability um, it's been a quality company for a long time. I don't think it has any debt. Oh, it's 27% debt to equity, so not too much. Um, and our current P is 45, which what that means is we're predicting a return based on their 14% growth rate of between 4 and 14%. So 4% on a margin of safety, 14 on default. Yep. Uh, they've had a tailwind uh, historically with the US uh, dollar as well, which they still have a big time at the yeah. moment. So if yeah. you look at Interestingly, if you compare ResMed's numbers in on the ASX versus on the um, uh, US market, I think it's NY, I think it's New York Stock Exchange, mm. I think, uh, they're quite different. 
mm. because they, because their earnings are based on in US Australian dollar. dollars and the US dollar has gone up so much. Yeah. It means that it's just it's not real money, but it's been very good. Yeah, could easily go into reverse. Yeah, so it is interesting to look at it on both markets if you if you're really seriously keen on it. Uh, Fisher and Paykel, by comparison, if I just if pH because I'm going to I have to compare it is. <coughs> Their earnings growth is running at 19, so their growth rate's been greater, and they're on a PE of 28. So higher growth rate, lower PE, because there's, right. there's a resume that's got a significant premium in it based on their technology stuff. Okay. Now, whether that long-term will pay, pan out, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just giving it to you as an observation. Right. So, bottom line... It's a great company. Plus, right. I'm, not, I'm not knocking it. I'm just, would, you, would, you, would you buy it now? No. I, for me, well... Or seven, would you... Would you prefer Fisher oh, well, and Parker? I'd buy Fisher and Parker over. And Fisher and Parker was at the very bottom of its PE range, whereas right. ResMed's in the black, which is in the right. middle range, the bottom of the right. middle range. So if, you, if, you, if you're going to put a gun to my head, I'd definitely buy Fisher and Parker over right. ResMed, but that's just me. Okay. I've got members who got both, and that's not a bad thing. No, really? that's true. I wouldn't, I wouldn't compare them, but um, um, probably good to, to point out when, when Mark cites PE ratios, he's backward looking. Right. Forward-looking, the P is for memory is 27 two years out, um, and that's the same P as CSL, for example, uh, which is I always find that's not a coincidence. Yeah, the market knows what it's doing. It puts yeah. both companies on the same P two years out. Right? Yeah. Um, maybe a couple of things that Mark hasn't mentioned. Um, their main competitor, Philips Electronics yeah. from the Netherlands, mm. uh, is now in basically in, in in trouble for two years in a row. Um, the reason why the share price here for Resmed is not higher, but, but higher than Fish and Pecco, is because they should see a, 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 an added market share for free, basically, because Philips right. can't, can't supply. And the damage in the market to your reputation, if you're a supplier of, of, of equipment and you can't actually supply, is that you basically people are going away from you. I mean, and, if, and, and, and they will, they will go to Resmed. If you're on a CPAP machine, you just <laughs> with the one you've got. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So you yeah. can now see people switching yeah. because Philips is continuously having problems yeah. and, 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 and that market share will remain with ResMed. Yeah. I mean, I read a story this week where I suspect that the reason why the share price is not higher, why we haven't seen that in the share price, is because of rising bond yields. Right. I mean, and the, the healthcare sector in Australia is, is always traditionally being seen as quite ex expensive. And, and people in, in, in a certain mindset like to punt more on lake resources and on mineral resources than uh, uh, pile in on CSL and Westmead. Yeah. Well, the recession is not there yet. Yeah. Right? They'll yeah. come, but so we have to we have to be patient. Anyway, I, I agree. Bottom line, I... Be patient <coughs> waiting for the recession. That's exactly. a cheery thought. Well, it'll okay. come. It'll come. Yeah. Um, I agree with Mark. The share price is not, not, not very cheap here, no. but I would prefer it over, over fish and pickle okay. healthcare. Okay. For the simple reason that this is a broader vision, they are they are moving into the um, let's call it collect collection and management of data, which yeah. takes them to the next okay. level. Okay, buy, basically. hold, or sell. A hold, hold. Okay. The Philips one, the Philips don't break out their earnings for their CPAP, which is about I believe it's about ah. a third of the market. They're they they a major competitor to both of yeah. them. Yeah. So and they, the the mass started uh, molting into the India lungs, so there were fibers were coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like big, not good. Yeah. No, that is not <laughs> good Paul, at all. Probably good to add here. They will they will release their uh, quarterly results soon. Yeah. And if analysts forecast anything to go by, the the, the result will be very very good. Okay. All right. Our final stock uh, is Orica. Uh, the big um, chemicals and explosive company has. 
uh, almost 30% of the global commercial explosives market, uh, yeah. 50 countries, six continents, mainly supplies the mining industry. Yeah. Uh, Rudy, what do you think of Orica? Comparison with land lease comes to mind. Um, around <coughs> the same time when they set foot on Australia, Orica was also considered one of those yep. large Australian companies. Later I found out that was actually because they had, they had the, 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 the painting division in there still at the time. Right. And that was obviously what, what, what kept the business stable. For me, it's, it's, it's a long litany of, uh, of market disappointments, uh, interspersed regularly with, with, uh, with some positive news. Um, you can see on the share price, on, on the share price chart there, it, 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 always, it always pulls back at some stage. Yeah. So the positive thing you can say is maybe here's the time to buy yeah. because you will want to buy it at the top. Yeah. But for me, it's a very wishy-washy performer. Right. Too cyclical, too many disappointments. Um, they are also in, in fertilizer as well. Yeah. And, um, and that's not necessarily a Incitec pivot, a better option? Uh, oh yeah. Mm. yeah, but that, doesn't, that, 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 that doesn't tell you much about it, right. but, yes. okay. but yes, in general terms, yes. Yep. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Just, just on that, I've, I've got a friend who has a very large fertilizer uh, manufacturing chemical business, where you've got manufacturing, how you make fertilizer, not fertil and she was saying the input costs from inflation yeah. have hit 40%. Mm. Wow. And he said, I said, what does that relate to, to the uh, gate for the farmers? He said about 24. Yeah. So wow. there's going to see, and I said, is that going to go away? He said, no. No. Okay. So there's, it's, yeah, that's just by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the trouble with this, uh, I think the analogies to lend lease are very good, because if you just look at the graphs, you know, like return on equity has gone from uh, back in 2012, it was 23%, now it's about through, uh, five, uh, 5.3 or something now. And it's just a steady decline. Yeah. And then when yeah. you see steady declines with you know, a few bumps, but yeah. directionally going one way, what we want to see is it directionally going the other way. That's yeah. what we're looking for. Yeah. Otherwise, what you're trying to say is, what do I know, which I can't possibly know because I don't know that what's going on inside the company, that's going to convince me that this mm. is suddenly going to change. Mm. So saying because it's come down a long way, therefore you'll probably make money, well, maybe you will. but. There's no basis to that. It's just yeah. like, it's, it's, so for me, um, it doesn't pass, it's red everywhere. And we're showing it returning negative 13% a year if you bought it today. Because by the way, the PE ratio, just talking about PEs, backward looking at the moment, is 21. Right. And by the way, the reason we use backward PEs is because they're a factual PE. Because they like, deliver, I know. The two year forward is a estimate of uh, analysts and so on, which we don't have much confidence in. Now, sometimes they're right, but that's why. But you're almost changing my mind because a company like Orica, you want to buy when the PE is high, yeah? right. not when it's low. Right. right. And that's the idea. So you change your mind? <coughs> no, it's still a no. Okay, it's okay. all right. Almost changed if, if you're his a mind. Speculator. All right, let's <laughs> re recap the final five stocks. Bad Corpa. A no from Rudy, a hold from Mark, uh, Bezra, a no from both, Lake Resources, a no from both. If you want to get into lithium, Mark always prefers mineral resources. Uh, ResMed, a hold from Rudy, Mark, a no, prefers Fisher and Pikel if you want to keep in the sector, uh, and Orica, a no from both as well. Rudy Philippet Van Dyke from Effort Arena, always great to catch up. Mark Morlin from Team Invest, likewise. A great duo, aren't they? Sorry, I couldn't give you one buy. I know. I was hoping you were going to go buy on Pinnacle, so at least something, because then when we go to the investment committee, <laughs> we have a chance of getting a decent company. Up. Let's yeah, send Orico yeah. up. Right. <laughs> uh, coming up on Small Caps, uh, we heard from Adam Dawes on the call on Friday saying, in his view, uh, retail will boom over Christmas. So uh, for the Small Caps, we have Philip Pepe. Uh, who also is a regular on the call to give us 
his three retail buyers. That is coming up. All right, if you'd like any stocks for us, was that a big huff from you, um, Mark Mullen? Would you be buying retailers at the moment? Uh, I'm, not, I'm invested in AX1 okay. and JB Hi-Fi right. and Nick okay. Scarley. Right. I like good. retail. Good. But with, I'm just I'm just hoping about whether I think it's going to be good over Christmas. Oh. Or not. I don't know. I don't okay. know. They're probably, well, those guys are probably all right. We're going well, to max out the credit cards. Yeah. Really, in really the US, there's massive overhangs on stock right. in okay. retail, which is, means discounting. Really That's not good. thinks a recession is coming, though. It's, well, like, then, yeah. it's like winter in Game of Thrones. Ooh. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. Um, winter if, you, is coming. if you've got any stocks you'd like us to cover here on the call, put them in an email to call on osbiz.com.au. Tweet us using the at TV handle. Remind you can see all the stocks in the calls fantasy portfolio, osbiz.co forward slash portfolio. That is it for us, Nadine, coming up next with Small Caps.